Good morning. We are live from the Ruby residence. Ashes Ruby's podcast and live streaming. It's Monday morning. It's quite the announcement. Yeah, I felt like a newscaster there. Broadcaster. Bro- broadcaster, not newscaster. Like a like a like an avalanche warning alert. Mm-hmm. Oh, just kidding. Um, Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. It always feels really great to get Monday off to a good start. Mm. Get all the things like got up on time, worked out, drank lots of water, had some quiet time. Had a coffee. Oh, had a good coffee. I know it was a strong coffee. I feel my hands sweating already. Good coffee. Your hands sweating. Yeah, (laughs) off me. Do you do you like it when people put their sweaty hands on you, or like shake your hand with a sweaty hand? It's so inappropriate there, for a Monday morning. There are so few handshakes anymore. It's There's all no fist, bumps fist bumps or yeah. I know it's so awkward. I saw the uh, the president or the prime minister, and it was such an awkward exchange with the, the Russian guy. <laughs> like <laughs> one of them went like, uh, yeah, just so shake, weird. Shake a shake a man's hand. It's going to be okay. We know that you're sanitizing before you get there and when you leave. Literally, is a fist bump better? Like, you know, fist bumping and... Yeah. Yeah, everybody's cool, though, now now that everybody's got the fist bump. So... But what I dislike, one of the worst things that I dislike from another human being is to be breathed upon. Like, if you... Like, anybody. Like, I don't even like, like, when I wake up and you're near How me. How often and is... I, I dislike... Somebody's breath. How often is that happening to you? Very little. Okay. Like especially in the COVID era, like no one's really breathed on me. Except it. like yeah, but even on a bus, like I just Who's dislike somebody's you breathing. You know when they're close. I don't know. I've had it's been too often in my life that somebody's breathed on me, and when it has, it stuck out because I dislike that feeling. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, you're welcome. Sorry for your troubles. Yeah. It's I feel just, like that should be a distant memory. Though. But the, the handshake, I'm fine with. Like, <laughs> uh, Yeah. The, it, it's made it awkward. Just like mm-hmm. somebody breathing on you. Like, handshaking is as bad as that, I think, in, a, in our societal... Um, I'm grateful for the... Um, good morning, Good morning, Eleanor. What are you grateful for? I'm grateful because... We're, You're grateful for the breath. To we're church on people, and in church, in some church environments, there can be a lot of hugging. I don't always want to hug, but, but that's, I think that's a. Rec- I think it's not a church culture really? thing. I think it's a recovery thing, and in recovery too. Oh, oh it's a big uh, yeah. So when I ran the treatment center for nine years, we had to actually make rules about not touching people. Like it would, because there are people that have had serious traumatic events happen to them. Yes. And, and as men, we can treat a rehab center very much like a locker room. So there's like, there's, there's ass, there's butt slapping, <laughs> butt slapping. Like people can get silly. Like they're like, body you know, checking. Like, yeah. Body check. Uh. Yes. Definitely. You got the, the hip check. You got the, uh, under the arm pinch. You got 
like all of a sudden somebody all of a sudden somebody's on a couch and you got three guys jumping on them to like body yeah. like it, it can get intense but it can be very traumatic to certain people that have haven't dealt with trauma yet mm-hmm. um so i think there's an important part of human touch in recovery process but um i think that uh, people can cross boundaries of just like i'm just going to hug everybody today yeah, I don't always want to be. If hugged. you want a fun, fun experiment, definitely not in COVID. But go into a mall and just hold your hand up it's to a- high five people. <laughs> I used to do it all the time. No, you didn't. And the people that would high five you the most would be children. Well, of course. Not, what do you mean, of course? Of course. Of course. <laughs> but there, a lot more people than you think would high five you. You've, you definitely you not really did do that. I believe you. I used I to really, do it all the yeah, time. Yeah, I know because it's know, fun. I know. And people, I think, I think people enjoy that type of interaction because it's like we can. We're not like. Imagine the mall was like a dog park, <laughs> off-leash dog park. Yeah, it's not, but it could be if we high-fived each other. If we all ran around sniffing, sniffing each other. <laughs> don't breathe. Okay. Don't breathe on me like a dog park. But like high five. Like imagine being in a mall and everybody's your friend. It's like, I don't even know you, but oh hey, how you doing? Goodness. Hey, nice coat. It's brown and shaggy. Oh, look at me. Let's go. I feel like there's a recovery. There's a, a good life um, healing concept embedded in this conversation. But I'm going to transition Imagine at the, the mall and you see a pack of people. You're like, hey, hey. Hey guys, you, you want to hit the shoe store with me? Let's go check out the shoes because, like, I value your opinions. Would you want to come and check out shoes that I'm going to try on? Yeah. <laughs> Don't breathe on me. If I were to. Oh, and by the way, can somebody throw that ball? If, you, if someone asked me who reminds you most of, uh, a, like, a dog, you know, in that friendly socializing with everybody sense, I would probably pick you. My my highlight of yesterday in the meditation of the reading of Matthew 15, where a woman comes to Jesus that is outside of the people group um, that he he was ministering to, Mm -hmm. and she was begging for a miracle, and he says, "I'm here for these people," and referred to her as a puppy, and 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 then her faith was ignited Jesus's interest and healed the child, granted the request, and then referred to her as woman. And that's the beautiful thing. We get to be transformed. We have a new name. We have, we, we're, in, we're in a new dimension of, of spiritual reality as, as recovery people, as church people. We, we are the kingdom of God here on earth. That's a beautiful thing. We go from, from puppies to 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 valuable children of God. Yeah. Early in recovery, someone once said to me, um, "Oh, oh, don't worry. He'll calm down. He'll, you know, he's he's excited now, but he'll 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 taper out and he'll calm down. And that hasn't happened yet. And I'm okay with that." <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Dale. Good morning, right. Peggy. Good so, morning, William. Can I start? We are reading? going to get into our reading. Okay. Did I realize, so we are still reading from One Day at a Time in Al-Anon. Did I realize when I came into the rooms of recovery that alcoholism or addiction was not something that the drinker could control by sheer willpower alone? Of course I didn't. 
But when I have heard over and over again that the alcoholic suffers from a disease, why do I still speak and act toward them as though they were willfully bad? I know when I reflect on it that the alcoholic is basically a good and sensitive human being. But until this thought is firmly implanted in my mind, I will be unable to reflect it in my actions. Today's reminder. Arguments are useless against a sickness. Compassion and understanding on my part can have the power to heal because they will teach me not to punish. Even if the serenity I acquire in Al-Anon brings no change to the alcoholic, it will at least have strengthened me to face my problems more reasonably. Quote, I pray to remember every day, every hour, and especially in times of crisis, that hostile behavior on my part will only add fuel to a fire that could destroy us both. Mm. Mm. This is very controversial. Um, like there, very. It's not controversial. There's a lot of arguments and disagreements, but science has science and the medical field in the 60s proved that addiction and alcoholism is a disease because it fits certain categories. Like it, they're not just making it up. It's not just just by willpower. It's not a it's not a moral thing. It's not a socially disconnected thing. Um, but there is a solution to it. So that's what people struggle with. And it's like, I remember hearing some guy talk about willpower. Like, we have a ton of willpower. Like, we have so much willpower, we'll keep going into the banks to rob ourselves. Like, there's a lot of willpower to keep on, uh, keep keep doing mm-hmm. certain things. And so we, I think as a people group, we have a ton of willpower. And then people say, like, stop drinking. You just use that willpower. But I, I can't because I have a disease. So mm-hmm. willpower, kind of like the disease part of it, is like, I heard a speaker say this, like, take a box of x and see if you have the willpower not to crap your pants on the bus. Like, you're not going to be able to do that because the, it has nothing to do with willpower. So the, the, the disease, once it, it's a mental and physical disease that I have, but I can solve that through a spiritual experience, a, a spiritual solution. So that's where that argument comes in or the disagreement. And and I can go as far as not understanding it too. And, and although I understand it in my context, but then even recently in the last two years with you, I was overwhelmed with like a burden of guilt or shame because I we always thought that the codependency or the uh, anxiety disorder was due to a behavior. So you could out behavior it. You could use your willpower, and then we find out that it's all this adrenaline thing. So when you have adrenaline, it creates the the physical thing that I have to alcohol produces a craving for more, and then the mental obsession, and then you're stuck in anxiety producing behaviors all the payoff is adrenaline and i remember our whole relationship came into light of like i've always told you stop biting your nails stop doing this and in my mind going like you just create drama you just create anxiety like why do you do this like just do this this and this and i was just like i felt like i got dumped on of like the guilt and shame that everybody expected me to do something different in my addiction. Well, you went to jail a few times. You've lost everything 10 times over. Just do something different. Mm 
Mm. And it's like, if I could have done something differently, I would have. And so I was faced with that. And we've talked about that. And I feel like I've apologized. <laughs> but it's so easy to get back into the like the behavioral. Just do this differently. I, I'm pretty sure that people are trying to do their best for the most part. Right. And that's the realization that I came to is that I don't I don't want to create chaos. I don't want to create drama. I don't want to keep biting my nails. I don't I don't I don't want to spin out, but I I can't stop myself. Like outside of myself, it, there has to be a, that's where the solution came was outside. Yeah. And outside and, of and if I had the power to have done that in the 15 years of my drinking and using career, I would have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what we've come to understand is that there are some of us that only a spiritual solution and the power of God can mm-hmm. can um, you know set us free from that, mm-hmm. and so that's what we've come to. Do. And it's I, I I was meeting with uh, a guy from Toronto, and it was really interesting because I present to him this solution, and he's like, "This is the easiest thing I've ever heard of." <laughs> and he goes, "That's all. I I just have to give my will and my life to the care of God. Like I don't really even understand." I'm like, "You don't even have to understand it. That's the, he's like, "This is so easy." And and so then how do you incorporate that on a daily is the recovery part of it. Um, and so only God's going to separate me from my drinking, my using, whatever it is. And so only God can perform a miracle to stop you from being redlined mm-hmm. all the time. Like you can't outbehavior that. You mm-hmm. And you've tried. And I think that's, you know, where this is saying like, I, you know, I pray to remember every day, every hour, and especially in times of crisis, that hostile behavior on my part will only add fuel to a fire that could destroy us both. And so I learned about codependency. I learned all these Al-Anon tools. And yet in a situation, I would hit this like strange mental blank spot where everything I had learned, like all the cognitive behavior therapy, all the breathing techniques, all, you know, everything that I had learned would just go out the window Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I would be like, Oh man, Mm -hmm. you know, when I, when I come back, I'm like, I lost it again. Like what happened? And I think as humans, we can be successful for a week or two weeks or two days, but that's the, the, I could do great for six months. The illusion that we do have the power. We don't. And so to, 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 to remain absent, I have Mm -hmm. to be under the power of God for him. Mm-hmm. And and that's 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 a beautiful thing of mo- moving from the the middle of the road of of traffic being in the middle of the road and saying this is my solution to the broad roomy highway that God has. Mm-hmm. I think people think it's a lot harder than it seems, but it's broad and roomy, and the spiritual life is like no other life. I think the hard part is staying out of denial. That's the hard part. And so for me, you know, I can slip, I can get caught up by the outside worries and cares and I start to like spin out. I have to pause. I have to pause and turn, Mm -hmm. pause and turn what's Mm -hmm. happening now, what's happening and be humble. Mm -hmm. It's almost like I, I picture the, the, there's a boat in the river and and if I'm in it, then I, I'm dry and I have the, the power of God. But I have to stay in the boat. And so many times my mind can get... All of a sudden I'm in the water going like, who kicked me out? Like, no, my <laughs> mind took me out. And so it's a daily, daily right. relationship with the power of God. 
And so I think that's the meditation is where is my self-effort failing me? Where is self-reliance failing me? And then I get into this fear and, and I'm gripped with fear that I'm, I'm going to fail myself. Mm-hmm. And, and I, now I have guilt and shame and now I need, I don't have the power of God because I have fear instead of love. All right. That's a heavy You got a lot topic. to say on that. Yeah, like we could keep going for the rest of the day. and, and Thank you for joining us and thank you for conversing with me, John. Oh, it's been a pleasure. It's been a joy. Thank you, everybody. Um, we will see you uh, later this week. Um, have a great day. Go. We love it when you post your comments in the chat. Go and freaking high five somebody. COVID or no COVID, just go high five people. I'm gonna. We love it too if I'm you would share this somebody. podcast with someone. All right. Um, we will see you tomorrow. Keep the peace. Be of good behavior. Wash your hands.